So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Hi there, everyone. Welcome to So What Is It, a Red Dwarf podcast, a wrap-up episode for Series 1. As usual, I've got my fellow travellers with me who are going to say a quick hello. Say hello, Matty. Hello, Matty. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. <laughs> and say hello, so Matt. I'm back to my teaching days. <laughs> so we thought we'd get together uh, in between series here, just to have a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a think about how we felt about the series as a whole, what we want to see going forward in the in the future, all that sort of stuff. We may it may not be too long a, a, a chat, but we'll see how it goes. And then, guys, I've got a little quiz for you later on as well. So we'll mm. just uh, have a little bit of fun with that. So I hope dun, you've dun, 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 yeah, I hope you've got dun, your uh, your memory caps on and we'll also talk about what we felt was most successful as an episode with a little ranking session and Easy. i said i said ranking. Steady. yes okay so <clears throat> <laughs> so let's let's go to matty first as 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 we've said every single week mm. he is the new guy to red dwarf um, no. it feels like no. he's been enjoying it what was your impression of the series um as a whole compared to tv and stuff you watch and like now maybe and just on its own merits Oh, I've really, really enjoyed it. I had absolutely no expectations. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was expecting not to like it. I was expecting for it to be one of these series I just thought had gone past its time a little bit. It wasn't really funny anymore. And it was just going to be, uh, it's all right. But actually, I, mean, I found myself... Do you watch, sorry to interrupt. Do you watch much other older TV at all? Yes, I do. I thing is, I'm a massive fan of... Obviously, I watch like... um. Monty Python, Faulty Towers, uh, Thin Blue Line, uh, a lot of things like that. Um, the goodies. I was abs- I was brought up on the goodies, and I was obsessed with it when I was young. So, I, I I've watched a lot of the older stuff, but I so I but I was expecting with this one not to enjoy it because. I've got so used to... I've been so um, sort of absorbed into the whole modern Doctor Who and Marvel and some DC things and things like that, which is all very massive budget and it's huge. So you have these sort of standards that you set. Unwillingly, you set these huge standards for anything like this, sci-fi related. So I was expecting really to think, I'm just going to be put off by the effects and things like that. But uh, I actually found myself really enjoying it. The characters I thought were great. Yeah, for me, it was just really good. It had that fun, um, the characters, it had the fun characters I felt of like the likes of Faulty Towers in a way that kind of came in on that side. And it has still had that sci-fi side of it, of your, your Doctor Who's and things like that. And I think it just came together really well. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I've always found going back to it. I think I said it in an early episode um, that the stories and the themes are still quite strong. Absolutely. Let's go Let's go over to um, Dan from the other end of the spectrum. And again, we've, we've talked about this in, in bits and bobs as we've gone through, but how did you find going back to this old friend? That is how I felt. I did, it was going back to watch something that I remembered really fondly, but it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I've been interested all the way through this to, to hear what Matty thinks, because he's watching it fresh and, and I was going back to it. But at the same time, you know, I remember 
some shows from that era really fondly. I, I remember watching a, a show which, if you don't know, um, go looking for it, called Tripods, which I absolutely loved as a kid. It was sci-fi. Oh, yeah, amazing. I was gutted when it didn't it, carry on. It, it was a UK-French uh, production, and it, I just was absolutely taken with it as a kid. And then I I re-watched it uh, a few years ago, actually. I became aware it was released on VHS, so that harks back to a, a previous episode <laughs> of ours. Um, and I got it for a birthday present, and I re-watched Tripod. It was dire. It was... I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. It was terrible. So going back doesn't always, you know, sometimes memories are best left, I think. But with this, no, absolutely, absolutely enjoyed it. And I, we, we have gone through uh, chapter by chapter and, and there are really good bits. Uh, and there are bits that I know, fortunately, we all know that, that it, they, I iron a lot of those out. But no, this was uh, this was lovely. I know I know there's more to come. Um, which I'm really excited about watching again as well. But no, it's, I, I, I've enjoyed it. And I do think, as Matty says, I think it um, it stands up very well. You need to get yourself into Blake 7. That's my uh, recommendation. But <laughs> coming soon, a Blake 7 podcast. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Matt? Well, from being sort of in between uh, Matty and Dan for having watched it, not completely, but having watched um, sort of my uh, my late teens and into my early twenties and stuff, I think it it dates really well, apart from a couple of very obvious references to the time when it was made. Mm. But I think it, it it does stand up in the fact that there was absolutely, and I I would actually say since there's been nothing like it. There's no, not really so. been a sci-fi situation comedy. There was that one. That's not a cartoon. There was that one hyperdrive. I think it was with Nick Frost. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And with Miranda Hart was That's in it right, as yeah, well before yeah. she became all such fun. Miranda. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. But I I, I watched it and, and I kind of liked it. Yeah, in, I watched in, a few, in, but... in bits. But then it just became really really silly. The premise of it was good, but it didn't have. Clearly, the longevity and the sustainability of um, Red Dwarf. I mean, there were so many things that I was not aware of at the time of watching it. I mean, I know we talk about the budgetary constraints from the BBC and stuff like that, but how brilliant the model was for the of, of the actual ship. Mm. And I'll, I'll go as far as saying that some of the interiors are actually really, really good. If they were painted better, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> I think one thing well, you can definitely tell is there is a lot of love has gone into this. A lot of love has gone into this programme. The sets and things like that, and like you say, the outside ship, that you can just tell a lot of love has gone into it. But actually, Matthew, you should be prepared to be um thrilled even more because it gets a lot better well let's let's, okay, hope, okay. let's hope he is i mean i mean we, um i know me and dan out around the podcast have been chatting to some of our friends and and some of the podcast listeners have come back to us and and talked with us about how they felt about it and um one of our friends sent a, sent a message through to us saying oh good luck if this is what you've got to get through for the next year or so good luck to you because he he didn't take to the the um the show quite as well looking back on it and whereas obviously uh, you know me and Dan particularly have this fondness and this love for it and and we try not to just like it because we like it you know you, you have to take it on its own merits and you're influenced by watching it over the years but but still I'm the same as Dan was just saying about tripod you go back to some old stuff and 
it's not as good. I mean, no. I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, but you go back to some old Doctor Whos and they don't always stand up how you remember when you first see That's them. very mm. true. And I was gonna, actually going to say to Dan, I do completely agree with you about certain things, certain programmes you thought, oh God, I remember loving that as a child or a sort of a teenager or whatever. But then there are some things that are, are as good as you remember. For me, I, I think this I, is bet better than I remember when I first watched it. I see more in it now than I did when I first watched this well, you're first watching series. It with, you're watching it with different eyes. You're watching yeah. it with adult eyes rather than sort of, you know, teenage or whatever. But I mean, also the fact is, I've said this, and I, you do see the performances developing through series one. Whereas, you know, I was slightly taken aback when I saw the first episode. The performances were not as good as I remember, but I can see them coming. And certainly with oh, yeah. Chris Barry, I think, you know, um, it was it was pretty strong most of the way through. We're thinking about um, how we've discussed it over the last six weeks. We started off talking quite a lot about them not being comfortable and not performing as well. And the last few podcasts, we've not mentioned it, have we, really? No. No, I think we've they've... The, the story, the script, um, and their performances have all come together. I think, you know, we, we can see, you know, talked last time about the, the relationship between Rimmer and uh, Lister. Holly, you know, is it, just such a wonderful character and he's used where where he really adds and he mm. plays those few lines that he gets in each episode, just plays a blinder, just brilliant. Uh, and, and the same for the cat, one or two exceptions in the last couple of episodes, he's the cat he's established and that's, that's that's the thing certainly first series and first few episodes there was a lot of exposition you had to had to be had to be told who these people were why they were where they were and, and and what motivated them and there's there's some lifting to do because it's not set in a shop that everyone can relate to because it's not set in a living room that everyone can relate to it's set in space now they could have just put them there and not explained any of the backstory but actually because this is a story uh, as much about that relationship and that dynamic that they kind of had to tell you how and why they got where they were. They can't just open the door to the shop and here is the situation. They, they so there was some heavy lifting at the start, um, and it the, the the characters I think and the and the actors and the story took a little bit of time to get going. But yeah, once it did, it was um, it, it, it's it's uh, it's going along lickety split. Exactly, but that's what's clever about it is. Um, you know, once that initial um, explanation is done, most episodes so far have the one sci-fi concept in it and everything else is two guys in a bunk. Oh, death video. You know, it's just a yeah. twist on you know normal things, isn't it? Getting food from a machine, you know, that's not particularly a hard concept to grasp, is it? You know, so, so I think, you know, that that's what they did really clever. Whereas that hyperdrive one felt a bit more, they were trying to shove a lot more things yeah. into it. I, I imagine. Yeah. Now, before we move on to anything else, um, I wanted to ask you guys, have you shared this journey with anyone? I mean, are you just watching it on your own? I have been, yeah. Have you, on yeah. your own? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Just just you? Um, I, I have tried to get uh, my 15-year-old son into it to, so far to, to no avail. He has watched a couple of episodes of, of far later uh, Red Dwarf uh, with me uh, he's popped his head in the room and I've been watching that and I've said oh sit down you need to watch this this is brilliant and and it's left him absolutely cold um but then you know he's he's 15 and um and uh, well, he, even younger than Matty so uh yeah <laughs> I, I, I might have another go but I think the, the reality is that um I, I suspect for a 15 year old season one isn't the place to start but it's quite funny because what you I remember you saying in the in the first or second week that 
this was something you discovered yourself. It was one of the first things that was, yes, yours, you know, and now you're doing the opposite to your son. Come and watch this, come and watch it, you know, you, and you want to introduce it. And that's, it is always difficult, isn't it? That's a really hard thing to do. Well, I think back, we were talking about the stuff that was on at that time and, and, and some things that have stood the test of time and others that, you know, a, a lot of the other things that I watched, I, I didn't discover. They were, you know, oh, you can, you, you're, you're allowed to watch telly tonight, so you can watch this. And, you know, I, everything from some mothers do have them, which uh, I, I, I laughed a lot along at the time, but I'm not a huge fan of retrospectively. I mean, Russ Abbott was the king of TV comedy. And, you know, I don't... Cooperman. I don't... I don't love that retrospective. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Sure I love that at the time. So yeah. you're you are right. I'm I'm you know I'm trying to show Ollie stuff that I think will uh, will will help form him in the right way. But I'm his dad. I'm supposed to. He's yeah, the eighties the eighties were a really weird time comedy wise because you were going from the sort of not very politically correct seventies uh, in through and then at the at the last end of the eighties you get the more sort of satirical. Um, satirists basically mm -hmm. and then it, there's the sort of in between like you said the light entertainment of um russ abba and les dennis and that sort of mm -hmm. thing and bella yep. bella emberg yeah and there's women that the tap dancers what they're called roly polies the roly polies I, I, I used to know one of those i, I was just going to say to you though you've been watching it with um with becky well It'd this is this is where i was what... leading yeah okay and um but just to finish off what you were saying, but with the 80s, we, you still had things like the Young Ones and Blackadder and, and yes. stuff. So you had this new injection as, uh -huh. as well, didn't you? But yes, I have been watching. And Terry and June from like the other side of the scale. <laughs> I have been watching with Becky and she doesn't want to come on and speak on the podcast herself. Yeah, I, I think she's at the moment still where she started i don't think it's won her over just yet um i think it's filling in a few gaps here and i was just going to do the voice of rebecca has been replaced by an actress <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's one or two things that i think she um has had filled in about what i like um but each episode provides one or two laughs here or there but i'm not sure it's something she looks forward to yet i'm really pleased that she's watching it with me and i'm still hoping that as the style of the um the sitcom changes that that she'll get more out of it but that remains to be seen but, but matty um have you have you shared much with anyone else well i attempted to watch the first episode with my girlfriend um however about halfway through i think she just turned to me and just gave me a what the hell are you making me watch type of face and um <laughs> <laughs> and then she Maybe just come back, come back in a later series <laughs> yeah and then she left the room um but she was like, no, I get it. It's just not very funny. And then she just left. And that was all I ever... But I, I stayed in the room. I, I've loved it ever since. But that was my story with it. But she she is um, a little bit younger still than you, isn't she? So, I mean, there is this ongoing battle when you're trying to get younger people to appreciate things from the past. I mean, I, I always liked going back to the past. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up liking older music and, and older programmes where not all of my friends... Uh, necessarily did but um and some kids do and, and some don't and, and it's about whether they find it themselves and for, what, uh, for a lot of reasons isn't it but i mean this is a good 30 odd years old now mm. it's true it is so let's move on um to things that we're hoping that happen in the future obviously some of us know quite a lot uh, so it's the best place to start is with matty what, what where do you want to see these things 
go? Where do you want the characters to go? Do you think? What do you, what do you think Ooh. might change? See, this is really difficult for me because what if I say, "Oh, I'd love these things to happen," and then you know, none of those are going to happen, and going to be like, "Well, this is a bit awkward." Um, <laughs> it's not awkward. It's, it's just what you think, I, isn't it? And it's absolutely valid. I, I I think the character progression has been great. Um, if it can progress any more than that, that would be fantastic. I would love to see. Obviously, this whole time the ship's been just traveling. I'd love to see it go somewhere, like land somewhere or a, a planet or something, and interact with I don't know another race or something like that. That I don't know if that's going to happen. I have no expectations here, but that's what I'd love to see happen. Well, definitely, I think um, watching the program and knowing what's coming up, I think it stands out that at the moment it's pretty isolated and something that does need to change is you need to have other characters mm -hmm. yeah. come into it somehow because you can't keep up this just these two i mean even having the the second rimmer was better you have this confidence and paranoia come in they're always bringing in a couple of people yeah but and they've got to find ways to bring new characters into it so yes matty i think that's the natural thing that that may or may not happen there's definitely mm -hmm. ways and means of things happening mm -hmm. i like more cat more cat being, as I said, I, I I don't remember him being quite as feline as in I know that he's a um you know a uh, walking talking cat slash human hybrid whatever, but I don't remember him being quite so cat like if for want of a better word, um when I watched it before so I felt in some episodes and certainly towards the start of the series he was very underused. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we're going to get more cats. And and actually, look, watching them in this fashion and, and paying close attention to it, it'd be good to see where and when certain developments come in. Because I do remember one certain cat development. Mm. I do remember... Um, um, and I don't really want to say. Yeah, don't, don't say it. Don't well, say. He, does, he does change, obviously. Yes. And, and he gets more to do and becomes more integral. Yeah, yes. yeah. And... Um, I think I know what you're talking about. You do, um, yeah, yes. That's, that's just much, much later. Yes, oh, yeah. much, much well, later. While we're on that, I have a little bit of a question that was bothering me. I don't know if this will ever get addressed or this is just a TV thing. So this series has been going quite a while, right? So yeah. Rimmer obviously isn't real in that sense. He doesn't age as such. But this series has been going on for a while and he would have obviously aged. It, is that just one of those things that just happened or is that ever going to be addressed? Because that was one thing that Not, made me think. The way Rimmer interacts with the, the crew does change slightly. I, I won't go into too much detail, but it, it does develop in different ways because obviously in the same way as the cat being a cat all the time is difficult being dead and not being able to touch anything is also a very difficult uh, proposition yeah. isn't it i can't remember dan i don't remember a specific thing about unhappy ages but at the same time i have a feeling they did i don't remember ever being talked about i mean clearly it has been going on you know without any spoilers it has been going on for quite some time and uh, neither none of the characters uh, actors uh, in fact look um look quite as spry as they once did I, I think i don't remember them ever talking about that aging process being obvious um i think they just sort of ca carried on i think it's it's one of the it's it's trying to be true to their life but i think they can get away with not answering some of those sorts of questions because because it is telly so i think they yeah, can yeah. just oh don't worry about the fact that they're manifestly 30 years older now yeah. um unless it's germane to the plot you know in 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 early episodes we saw you know an older lister um a couple of times to to show passage of time but i guess if they're all aging at the same time then uh, no one needs to notice because uh you know 
Rimmer won't be older than Lister if they, if they, in real life they they're aging at the same sort of pace. I mean, there's ways around it, sci-fi explanations and there and stuff. But, but um, yeah, let's have one to keep an eye out for much later, probably. Because I mean, I don't know if you know the whole passage of time, Matty, but um, there's a number of series, and then there's a large break, and th- and then there's a series or two, and then there's another break. So, oh, okay. So um, we will, yeah, we'll look at that one when we get to that. And to me, it feels like we've whizzed through this first series, even though it's been six weeks now. It feels like yeah. we've. Uh, got through them pretty quick i mean i'm enjoying watching them this way i mean I, it makes me look forward to the next episode quite a lot and um i'm impatient but at the same time i'm trying to be strict about it well it's like it was back in the day we have that's to wait not... till next week yeah, yeah that's really true we're all kind of in, um so now I'll... immersed in the sort of binge watching culture yeah whereas you know and obviously with it all being on a streaming site that we know and love um netflix that's the I one netflix um <laughs> i was not going for other other streaming sites are available prime amazon prime it's on. i've been using Britbox personally but can... Some of the... is it on now it's not on disney plus um anyway <laughs> So, what was, what was I saying? I don't know. I, mean, I, found, it funny. Being, I found it funny interrupting. Well, yeah, you interrupted. <laughs> rude. We are all used to watching, um, binge watching programs and, and watching things on demand. But I, part of me likes the fact of having to wait a week before you can watch the next episode. Are you saying you want to wait a year for the next series? No, I didn't no. say that. <laughs> I'll say a week for the next episode. Okay. It's there. So I'm not going to take the piss. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I mean... It, it, is good yeah. there is something else in that as well I, again we've talked to i've talked to and you've talked about this matt a couple of times in terms of this was this was a, a, a part of our childhood and you know i have very strong memories um and I, and I imagine anybody of our age would whether it was with red dwarf or whether it's with something else the next day between the group of four of the five of us we could remember enough of the script probably yeah. bastardized it a bit but we could remember enough of the script to reenact our favorite bits well and come series was, three i was recording every episode and and so was i but i hadn't had time to watch it again by the next day in school and it was it was like you you know if red dwarf was on on tuesday you know, woe betide you going to school on wednesday and having not seen it for some reason oh yeah because oh, otherwise yeah. how could you possibly yeah. be involved in the conversation how could you be a just true fan? Yeah. absolutely you know and, and it wasn't just having the conversation it was oh i really like this bit and and the conversation a bit like the podcast uh lasts longer than the episode and you you know that we only had one take at it and we'd all formed some views and we all talked about it earnestly and that made us excited for the next one as well i think that was the other thing when we shared things differently back then because you know before the internet we talked about them and we had those shared experiences also there were only four channels Yes, kids. There were only four channels. Um, so when there were three, well, yeah, I remember three. I yeah. mean, well, so I also remember. Someone listening, like, someone listening, going, oh, I remember two. <laughs> I'd get no. on a telly specially tuned to take channel five. Wow. Oh yeah. I never had to suffer through any of that. I will say. <laughs> I had Sky from a very young age. I mean, I was, I was, I was fairly, fairly young when I first got BSB. Squarial. Squarial. Yes. <laughs> you know something? I've never had it. <laughs> Never had um, any sort of TV. Well, I did have Digiturk when I lived in Tur- uh, lived in Istanbul, and, um, and and in the Turkish part of Cyprus, Digiturk, which was <laughs> Digiturk. <laughs> yes, yeah, which was interesting. <laughs> That's where we got. Um, we used to call it Dodgy Turk, and uh, it's where we would get the BBC Entertainment and um, BBC uh, Prime channel where they show they show old BBC things. Yes. Right. Anyway, I mean, it's been it's been good uh, looking over these things. Uh, really, I mean, the, the themes. I've been really impressed with 
again drilling down a bit deeper all the things we talked about i mean i really enjoyed talking about waiting for god especially as you guys did i persuade you any when we came to that one and it wasn't your favorite was it you two this the episode dan wasn't on um until the end and i and i sort of went into my little you know rant about all the great lines in it and the deep and meaningful things did i persuade you any would you say no Okay, Matty, do you ever persuade you any? No. No, you, you did, you did. But, but not, you know, not, there were still things I hated about it because we were both just like, that was, what, what have we just watched? Yeah, that was a, well, I think, I think you'll find that the word I used at the time was random. Was random. <laughs> random. Random. Yeah, I mean, I think you used that word most, I noticed you used it last episode as well. And this episode, yeah. <laughs> well, you I definitely did, used it. Did I? Yeah, yeah, definitely. How random. You said I had a random thought, I think you said. How yeah. random. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been really good looking at those uh, different themes and thinking about them and having the excuse to and finding that they're there. Now, one thing I am wondering, even having seen the, all the things lots, is how strong they stay on exploring those different themes or whether they move to light-hearted fare. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, Dan, what, what do you think off the top of your head? Don't want to go into it too deeply because it'll be good when we get there, but... I'm wondering how much those themes will stay. Again, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away, and I'm, I'm working on some of it is sketchy memory, particularly from from some of the early ones, and that includes season two. I, I think it stays pretty strong uh, in terms of if it picks a, a concept, a, a scientific or a philosophical concept. I think it holds pretty definitely episodes that are just lighter, and there are I can remember some fairly high concept ones that are nonetheless funny. But there are some that are just based on, here's a really good joke. I reckon we could spin this out for half an hour. And I think they do. Um, so it, it's a mix, but I think it has to be a mix. Um, yeah. I think that's what keeps a, a broad range of people interested in, in coming back. If there's an episode that's very silly, then the next episode may very well be um, a bit thoughtful as well as hopefully very funny. Right. Well, I think we've covered a lot of base there, guys. What we do, we'll move on to the next section now where we're going to have a look at all our individual uh, rankings melded into a, a sort of like what came out top of the pile. And then it's quiz time. And then a little bit of quiz time. Love so I just, I'll just let you get your thinking caps on and um, we'll be back in just a moment. Our love, I tried to kindle up so I'm going to move on to the ranking now. We'll, we'll get through this quite quickly. It's just a little totting up of our opinions of what the best episodes uh, was and presumably, therefore, the worst as well. Although I enjoyed them all, I have to say. But um, but here we go. So, uh, Dan, what do you think the, the overall favourite episode is going to be? Um, I, collectively, yeah. I think the feeling was that it got better and better. So I'm going to say it's going to be towards the end. And then my favourite episode was towards the end, but not at the end. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably where we're going to land. And conversely then, Massey, what do you reckon is going to be the least favourite episode amongst us? Um, I would say personally, Waiting for God. That's personally, but will we all agree? Let's have a quick rundown then. So yes, right. So at the bottom of the pile, mm -hmm. yes, was Waiting for God with um, six points out of a possible 24. Then we have tied equally The End and Future Echoes on 11 points each. Uh, just above that, Balance of Power on 13 points. And then second place... Confidence and Paranoia on 20, and Me Squared, very good score, 23 points out of a potential 24 points. Wow, so that was everyone's favourite bar one person. Yeah, so the only person to oh. to put Me Squared second was Dan, actually. 
and he gave, gave it five points instead of the six. We didn't quite all agree on Waiting for God. Three of us put it as the, our least favourite, and Dan put it slap bang in the middle. Um, well, slap bang in the middle, he put it as his third three-pointer there. Okay, so there we go. Can't get too much out of that, really. Just a, a quick little roundup. You can suggest that there was something in most of them for everybody. Um, we probably thought about them similarly uh, overall, mm. but um, I think we're all picking bits that we particularly like. Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest variance was balance of power, really. A couple of fours, a two and a three. But um, it, it's always hard with these ranks. I never like ranking things too much because, you know, like I said, I really enjoyed the process of going through them all. I liked the fact, I liked the fact that we disagreed to be honest because I, I particularly didn't like episode 3 which I think was Bounce of Power you didn't yes. enjoy too much at the time did you? yeah no I didn't at no. all And but the fact is that I was pleased that everybody else could see something completely different in it mm, to definitely, me definitely emergency broadcast from Matthew here we decided to split the quiz off into a separate little episode for you to choose to listen to or not it's being released at the same time as this one, so it should be on your feed with it. Anyway, this this episode has been a good, good chat. This episode we've had a quiz, we've had this little roundup, so it's probably time to say good night on this one. So I'll uh, just do the rounds. Matty, give us a good night. Good night and farewell. Dan, night all. And I, I'm not going to try and say in Esperanto. So good evening to you, one and all. <laughs> yeah, uh, see you soon, everybody. Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss?